0: I'm Michelle Schaefer, and you're listening to another episode of Sold Out Entrepreneur. I have a story to tell. I'm going to share how I went from a 16-year-old teen mom to millionaire, divorced with two kids, putting myself through school, and working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. The odds were certainly against me, but I never lost my hope, I never lost my faith, and I never lost my dream. I'm going to help you build your faith, have big dreams, and build big teams. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. Hi there. Welcome to episode number 19 of Sold Out Entrepreneur, the podcast. And you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on the day I release it, on the five-year anniversary of what would be um, a very, very historic day in me and Bobby's lives. And if you have been following my podcast, then you already know about it. If you've listened to the podcast, that was titled The Best, Worst Thing, uh, because today was the five-year anniversary of the day where Bobby and I went into our quarterly board meeting as owners of a company and walked out 15 minutes later with nothing, (laughs) Just a a devastating day on a multitude of levels, um, but if you if you listen to the podcast, you know that that day was the catalyst for so many amazing things that God was, you know, just already had in motion to to do in our lives, and you know, it's a perfect timing actually that this podcast is being released today. Today's podcast, I'm going to talk a lot about ego, and. Um so, to have this podcast come out today on the five year anniversary of that um best worst thing, <laughs> that's really what I say about it. It was the best worst thing that ever happened um it's perfect timing because you know you that day brought me to a place of total dependence on God. I mean, when you get stripped of anything, when there's anything that comes in your life that that feels like a pruning or where something gets taken from you or you just have zero control over it. As a believer, we are brought to our knees and to a place of really just full and total dependence on him. And I'm so glad that that happened. Uh, The ego, your ego will grasp for power and control. But as a trusting, faithful follower of Christ, you learn (laughs) sometimes sometimes you are forced <laughs> which was the case for me on that day forced to com- learn that we are to stay in a place of complete and total dependence on god and so you know one of the many many things that happened as a result of being stripped of that company all in one fell swoop like that um was you know a really really Amazing giant step in my ability to, to have total faith and trust in God because I didn't have any other choice, and so <clears throat> it does go together, uh, you know. Talking about this, and then you know, really the subject today of ego, and I, you know, I've heard it said from a lot of people that, um, well, all leaders have ego; they have a healthy, a healthy ego. But I, I I don't believe that that's true, and I'm going to kind of share with you the differences and how how damaging ego can actually be. So let's people think that ego is confidence. So let's talk about that really quick. The definition of confidence is having trust in a truth. I have confidence in you know the Word of God. I trust that the Word of God is truth, and I'm confident in that. While ego, the definition of ego, is self-importance. So ego really is something that is you know, self-motivated and, and keeps self at the center, while confidence is having trust in truth. Um, so you know I for me personally, I'm, I am not confident in me. I am not confident in my ability. I am confident in what the Word of God says about me. And so that is where I derive my belief system about who I am, because I know whose I am, and I know what He says about me in the Word of God. And so my confidence is in Him, in Him working through me, in Him, you know, being for me, and in what the what He says about me in you know every verse of this amazing book. And that's the, the difference. Is my confidence is trust in God not in myself. Lord knows I've made so many, I continue to make so many mistakes because we're human. But the problem comes so often when, you know, that, that ego turns from confidence, you know, uh, trusting in some form of truth. And then it just becomes this, uh, you know, overinflated kind of, um, unjustified sense of confidence that, that becomes ego, right? Ego really is, uh, it's a, it's a beast. It is a insatiable beast and it constantly craves attention, whether it's positive or negative. And I read this from, um, from a book called, oh gosh, I can't, uh, ego is the enemy. And, uh, here's what it says the negative attention still feeds the ego because at least the focus is still on me. People are watching you. It may not be in the most flattering light, but at least it makes you feel important in some way. And so ego, gosh, it destroys more relationships, more businesses, more families. I mean, ego just is a, it's a tool of the enemy. And so I've heard a couple of different things, ego, um, E-G-O, edging God out. I've heard that one a lot, but here's something that God showed to me this morning. I was thinking about uh, recording this podcast and God showed me ego ever growing offense, ever growing offense. Oh my goodness. Isn't that just powerful? Um, when the ego is starting to take over, you find that you are very easily offended because everything is always, always about you. And If it's not about you, you're offended. (laughs) And if it is about you and it's not in the, you know, in the manner that you feel it should be, you're offended. (laughs) So ever growing offense. I thought that that was super powerful. It was something that, that God showed me this morning when I was, when I was thinking about it. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's really a sad thing. And, um, I want to talk about it in light real quickly of, of the profession that I'm in in the direct selling profession, because one of the things that is so prominent and it's really such a great thing about the profession is the amount of recognition, public recognition that, uh, you know, leaders and, you know, movers and shakers and people that are growing businesses in the profession, they get a lot of it. Companies, will do so many incredible things to recognize them for their efforts of, you know, continuing to grow the company, continuing to add customers, continuing to create sales. They will do um, written articles on them. They do video features on them. They put them on stage. They, I mean, you know, we had, you know, there's public, they make publications specifically for you. And now because of social media, that recognition is something that is very, very uh, prominent you know, you see posts about people when they've hit certain levels, and uh, you know people people will forward the posts and talk about you, and and so the very nature of the the way that we recognize leaders in this profession, um, even though it's amazing, I, I truly believe it's it is one of the most important things for people is for them to to be recognized for their accomplishments. But but unfortunately, what can happen with certain personalities and with certain people, and of course, I believe it's all based in fear. It's a fear of loss. And so, um, you know, and it's a tool. It's a tool of the enemy. But what can happen for some people is that that humbling recognition can turn into some form of entitlement and ego, where, you know, we say people start to believe their own press, and, and it then then it can turn into that unhealthy self-importance rather than confidence, tr- trusting in truth, you know being confident in something else and um, being able to stand on that firmly, it becomes a a self-importance. and that's where that's where it really starts to get mucked up. I actually had a leader on our team uh, tell Bobby and I once that um, this person was better than the other leaders, like they were in a different category. And that is a very, very dangerous place to, to have in your mind that when you believe that you are actually better than other people. And I, you know, I, I speak from a place of, of totally understanding because I've been on all sides of the spectrum here when it comes to ego. Um, I think that it's kind of this, it's this, (laughs) this growth pattern that we go through if you are somebody that is, you know, type A, you're a driver. Uh, you're driven by winning. You're dr- driven by succeeding, and you're driven by recognition. And it's a fine line to walk. I, I'm. I feel very lucky uh, that God loved me enough to knock me off my horse, so to speak, a multitude of times. <laughs> it's not just once. It's not just once. It's been a multitude of times, and and He will continually remind me that I am to stay always completely dependent on him and not myself. Right. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, um, but a lot of times, you know, people don't, um, they don't have that. They they don't have a relationship with the Lord maybe, or maybe they just, they aren't seeing it. And And like I just said, it's a tool of the enemy. So what the enemy wants to do in all cases with all people, you know the the Bible says he comes to seek, kill and destroy, but he what he wants to do is he wants to create opposition, offense, and he wants to divide. He wants to separate and divide people and relationships and what he will do initially is he will try to separate you from yourself. So when you are when you have that ego, that overinflated uh, sense of self, that overinflated you know, sense of importance, um, you, what you're doing is you are separating yourself from Christ because you're making it all about you. Uh, most ego and pride is based in this my feelings, my needs, my glory, my reputation. It's really centered on, um, you know, where you're the center. <laughs> Everything revolves around you. And what happens is as you, Continue to seek the Lord and you continue to realize that, you know, ultimately our confidence comes in Him and interesting in Him. We understand that the idea that nobody's perfect, no, we're not, nobody's perfect, right? And uh, most of the time we kind of react as if, you know, we ought to be though. It's very easy to say nobody's perfect, but then, and, you know, literally at the end of that sentence, you know, create a judgment on somebody else. And so there are, I mean, verse after verse, after verse, after verse in the Bible that continually talk about humility and uh, pride and the fall of it and what it can create, right? It is, it is really a an ongoing battle, um, for some personality types more than others. It, it, that's just the way that it is. You know, we're all different, and we all have a different background. And um, what I do know that is this, though: the enemy will uh, he will shoot arrows in the area of your life that that he can, not the areas that are strong and fortified. Right? He will shoot arrows in the area of your life where you have weakness. So if insecurity, fear, um, inadequacies are an area of weakness in your life, then you can sure bet that one of the areas that he will, uh, do his best to create problems is in, in that area. And he will tell lies to you. (laughs) He will tell you lies. And what happens is, you know, those Unfortunately, ego is something that then it just starts to leak out onto um, everything around you, everything and everyone in your life. It's it's so destructive and sad. And so I wanted to share something with you that um, that God shared with me. I was really just pondering this. I was pondering the ego and I was pondering a situation that was going on. And I was just kind of seeking the Lord on it. And I'm going to share with you a picture that he showed me. And it's, <laughs> I'm just going to give you a little disclaimer. It, it can, it's a little, it's a slightly graphic. So those of you that know me know that I don't mince words or anything, but I just, I'm going to share with you exactly what he shared with me because I was really distraught over a situation that was going on. And I was just seeking him, you know, what did I do to create it or make it worse Lord, um, what could I have done to diffuse it or, you know, try to, you know, make it go away. And, and this is, this is what the Lord showed me. So, um, we have this puppy. Well, he's, he's almost a year now, but when we got him, his name is Ben and he is a Yorkie. And by the way, we got this Yorkie, um, and we got him cause we believed he was going to be a five pound Yorkie, like our past Yorkie was. However, he's like 13 pounds. He's huge. But anyway, that's another story. He's very cute and everything, but he's definitely not the little tiny Yorkie that we were planning on. Anyway, we get this Yorkie and he was tiny when we got it. He was so cute. Little fluff ball. It was small enough to fit in a, in a teacup. Now, mind you, it was a big teacup, but he was still, Bobby took the cutest picture of him inside this little teacup. And he was literally the cutest thing you've ever seen. Bouncing around everywhere, his little fluffy face and just cute and adorable and having fun. And he looked totally healthy and normal. Well, when I would go to feed him, you know, you feed a little puppy, tiny little amount of food. I would put the food down and I would, by the time I turned around, the food was gone. I've never, I've never had a pet in my entire life that ate so much food so fast, especially for his size. He was so tiny. You would think maybe like a tablespoon of food would be enough. And so no matter how often I fed him, he, his appetite was insatiable. Like he, he, I couldn't give him enough food. I just, it was the weirdest thing. So anyway, I took him to the vet just for his normal checkup and told him like, he's eating like crazy. And here's where the graphic part comes in. He was having really bad diarrhea. Okay. So I've taken him to the vet. They tested him. They said, okay, well he's got Giardia. He's got a parasite. So, okay. It's common in puppies, I guess. I had never had a pet with this Issue before, so they sent him home with some antibiotics. So we gave him a round of antibiotics, and it really didn't seem to do anything to it. He, he, the same things were happening. He was eating like (laughs) he was eating so much. I mean, it was laughable how fast this little guy and how tiny he was and how much he could eat. So. You know, same thing. We took him to the vet a second time, gave him a second round of antibiotics. Didn't work. Took him to the vet a third time. I was like, seriously, how we got to do something. So on the third round, they gave me three separate types of medication, antibiotics, probiotic for him, that was to be administ- administered to him three times a day for fourteen days. Now, this was quite a task, okay? Because we're not just sitting around taking care of this puppy. We have life and, you know, Savannah's still at home. We're busy. We have a business and all this stuff. So, but we were committed to really wiping out this 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 parasite. Jared is a parasite in the gut. And so for 14 days, three times a day, we gave the little guy, you know, the medication and, uh, you know, we wiped it out. But we had to take a very, very concentrated... A very intentional approach to get rid of it, and so all of that to say, here's what the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me that ego, much like the parasite that my adorable little puppy had. I couldn't see it from the outside. Um, it was not something that was visible. <laughs> it wasn't something I could look at him and go, oh, he has a parasite. He looked perfect and adorable and beautiful from the outside, and he was behaving, you know, other than the insatiable eating and diarrhea, he was behaving normally but the Lord showed me that ego is like that parasite. Ego is an insatiable beast. And no matter how much you feed into it, it will never be enough. And it will continue to spew out that diarrhea, if you will. And the only way to um, to rid yourself of it is, you know, with a concentrated, intentional effort. And my belief as a believer is that, that t- concentrated, intentional effort comes from growth in the Lord F- comes from really, really seeking the Lord. And, you know, much like what has happened to Bobby and I, or I'm just going to say me on more than one occasion, you know, having him allow situations in my life that create complete dependence on him, complete dependence on on him and in him. And, you know, like I have said earlier, the ego is grasping for power and control, but, you know, having confidence in the Lord allows you to realize that, you know, we have no power and we have no control. And so even though it was a kind of a graphic description <laughs> It really brought me peace because I was struggling so much with uh, this, you know, situation that I was dealing with and feeling like, okay, how could I have better handled it? What could I have done different? There was just a, a situation that that seemed to be based in ego that was going on and but I didn't know what to do. You know, I no matter what you do, when it, no matter what I was doing in that situation, I continued to, you know, it seemed like I was making it worse instead of helping it. And so the Lord just showed me. No matter what I would have done there, that was, you know, that the ego, when it gets to that point, just like the parasite in my puppy's belly, it got to the point that it was, it was, it had taken over his gut so much that he, he had to have, you know, triple the normal (laughs) protocol. And it had to be intentional three times a day for two weeks. So that just shows me that when the ego gets to this certain point, that really there is nothing that can be done from the outside. It's totally an inside job that only the Lord, in my opinion, only the Lord can really, only the Lord can really do. (laughs) And so the Bible says here in Proverbs chapter three, verse 10, pride breeds quarrel. And pride and ego are are definitely used interchangeably. Pride is that overinflated self-importance, that overinflated self-confidence and pride only breeds quarrels. So it says it all throughout the word. There's so many things that the Lord says to us in the Bible. And, you know, just the very example of who Jesus was, he, he came and he, he showed us the example of a, an actual servant leader, you know, here he was the son of God and he came and he washed the feet of his disciples. And he served people again and again. And so I just started this book, okay? It's just, just amazing, the perfect timing, how God will you know, bring so many different things into your life to you know, help you grow and to confirm the different things that he is teaching you. So this book that I just started, it's called The Way of the Dragon or The Way of the Lamb. And um, literally, I mean, I literally just started it. So in the introduction, I'm going to read something to you because it just, I thought, oh my gosh, this would be perfect for my topic So this is from not even the first chapter. This is from the introduction and it's, there's two authors. And so one of them is sharing the story. So I'm going to just share you this little clip here. He says, at every turn, my grandiosity was exposed. I wanted to control reality to create a self that would thrive in the world. While Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. That's in Matthew 16, 24. I wanted to be cutting edge and savvy, knowing the right people and being accepted in the right circles. While Jesus said, the first will be last and the last will be first. And that's in Matthew 20, chapter uh, chapter 20, verse 16. And he warned against in, uh, intimidating the Pharisees who love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats. And that's Matthew chapter 23, verse six. He says, I wanted to come up with a way to prove my value to people who doubted me, to prove my worth to people who thought I had nothing to offer. While Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. John chapter 15, verse 5. I wanted to do something big. I wanted to create a name and a legacy. I wanted to make a difference. In the midst of this, Jesus said, one who is faithful in the very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is dishonest in much. That was uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 10. And I just thought, gosh, how what, what a perfect example of how we in this world, I mean, it is, it is taught to us, create a legacy, <laughs> create a name for yourself. And it just goes against everything that, that the Lord is teaching us about humility and being a servant and allowing him to lead in our lives. So here's another verse out of Romans chapter 12, verse three. Don't think you are better than you really are. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this kind of says it right out there. Don't think you're better than you are. I mean, really, the thing about it is, um, as, leaders. I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you consider yourself a leader or you're, you are working on leading and you're trying to become better. I don't think people just listen to podcasts kind of haphazardly. You're, you're working on growth. So let me just say, congratulations. Maybe you're driving in your car. Maybe you have this in your ear at home. Um, I like to listen to podcasts. Well, I do it all the time, but I like to listen to to them sometimes at the gym. And just really make my gym time, you know, not just physical development, but personal development too. But I want to congratulate you because what you're doing is you're you're working on your skills from the inside out. And you know, gosh, I have so many books here. Personal develop. I just got another stack. (laughs) I just ordered another stack of them from Amazon. Uh, You guys know me; I'm a book hoarder. And so. I think that personal development, growing, constantly trying to get better. I, I really have become kind of obsessed with getting better. But for me, all the personal development books in the world will not help you grow. For This is just my opinion. This is what I believe. It will not help you grow or help you change because the only true change comes from a change of heart. And that can only happen through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of God. Through the power of faith. Um, You know, let's just go back to kind of where I started here at the beginning of the podcast. Today is the five year anniversary of what felt at the moment like the end. It felt like the end. It was humiliating. (laughs) It was a humiliating blow for me to tell the story of how I was the co founder and president of a company and then 15 minutes later i was not why people said why what happened i thought you owned the company how could you get kicked out of a company that you owned talk about if i had if i had any self importance <laughs> before that day it was smashed it was it was humiliating and i had to tell the story over and over again because we you know really on the on the leading of Bobby, I was so flat. I'm so grateful for the, the, the strength and the confidence that God has instilled in my amazing husband. Because if it wasn't for his ability to stand up and say, this is, this is not the end. We're going to keep going. um, I don't, I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) I really wasn't. I was emotionally, mentally, (laughs) financially, I was just flat. And so, because of that strength that God instilled in my husband to keep going, um, you know, we kept going in the profession that we were in in direct sales, and we had to tell that story over and over and over again, and it was so humiliating. But God used that in such mighty ways for me. <laughs> he really showed me that. I mean i had I had a blindfold on have you ever played the game? Okay. So I'm going to, I, I want to just ask you about this one. Have you ever played that game where you close your eyes and you, um, it's called you do a trust fall and you just fall backwards into somebody's, you know, arms. You can't look, you just have to close your eyes and literally let yourself fall and trust that the person behind you is going to catch you. Have you ever done that? It's way harder than you think it is, isn't it? You think, Oh, easy. No, no problem. But when you close your eyes and you just allow yourself to fall it, there is a fear there that the person is first of all they're not going to catch you at all number one number two they're not going to be strong enough to hold you up i mean they're they're not paying attention there's so many things that happen in that well what god forced me in was a trust fall i i had no there was no option for me there was no standing up or holding on to anything i was falling with my eyes closed back into you know the arms of god during this Know this situation. Um, If you heard growling in the background, (laughs) that was the very dog that I was speaking of. He's going crazy in the background. I apologize for that. Um, So, really, I'm so grateful for those times that allowed me to, you know, really, really fully rely on God. And it it strengthened my faith and really showed me the ability to uh, take steps of faith and really trusting in God. And so, um, you know, when when we talk about ego and we talk about um, edging God out, ego really is a place where you are the one in control. You are the source of the power. You are the focus of everything. And I'll never forget, I was having this conversation one time with my mother-in-law and she was talking to me about her mother-in-law and just, you know, we were sharing, just having a, a really good time of fellowship and she said, she told me a story of how she spoke with her mother-in-law and that she was, you know, talking about a little argument that she had gotten in with her husband and her her mother-in-law said to her, you know, you've said the word I an awful lot in our conversation. And my mother-in-law shared that with me and I thought, gosh, what a good <laughs> what a good gut check. If you find that you're feeling offended, And that your complaints are beginning with I, well, I should have had this, or I didn't get this, or I feel like this, (laughs) then maybe things are a little out of whack with the ego. Yes? Oh, goodness. I mean, here's the thing. There's so much that I could share about this because it goes really deep. And I've watched, in my profession, I've watched teams fall apart because of ego, it makes me so sad. I've watched relationships fall apart because of ego, and I just want to remind you, if you're listening to this, that the tongue has the power of life and death. The Bible says that Proverbs uh, chapter eighteen, verse twenty-one: "Power of life and death is in what you say." Oh my gosh, it's so difficult uh, to realize. How much power you have in the things that come out of your mouth, positive and negative. And so I will kind of wrap this podcast up with uh, talking about um, this little part of the ego where, you know, the ego craves attention and it craves getting credit for anything and everything, right? And so um, what happens is if you did your best and you know you did the right thing, but you don't get you don't feel like you got the credit you deserve, what happens? This can lead to a very bitter um, and bruised ego. It really can. So here's the question for you. Would you Uh, We have minimal control over what we get as far as in the way of recognition or rewards for what we do, for our efforts. Other people's validation, recognition, and rewards. We we can't control that. So what's your response going to be? Are you going to not work hard, not produce, not be kind to somebody just because there's a chance that you will not get that recognition that you deserve? I mean... Seems pretty obvious to me. Of course not. Uh, Of course not. So you have to draw a distinction between doing what is right versus getting credit for doing what is right. And so, really, that comes down to integrity. And one of the definitions that I love of, of integrity is doing the right thing, even when nobody is watching. And let's add to it doing the right thing, even when nobody is watching, and even when nobody recognizes it, right? Because, you know, are you only going to do something if you feel that people are going to praise you for it? Really then that is, that would say to me that, um, your intentions are not in the right place, right? And so choosing to do the right thing and (laughs) not choosing to, to win, right? Here's, here's one of the driving forces of an ego. It has to win, It has to win in an argument. It has to win in accomplishment. It has to be higher than everybody else. Or at least that's what it's telling you. You're only important when. (laughs) But I want to tell you something. (laughs) In God's environment, in God's economy, you are important. Regardless of what you accomplish, you're important whether you win or you lose. None of that is a factor and who you are in the word of God. So I want to read this to you from Philippians chapter two, it's verses one through 10. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, But in humility, count others as more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And really what that means to me is, you know, continue to show love, continue to encourage others, continue to be joyful. Continue to do the right thing and do it unto the Lord, not for the recognition that you get from others. And in spite of the recognition that you do or don't get from others, really what you'll find if you, if you allow yourself to let go of the world's, um, the world's interpretation of recognition and the world's, uh, promise of fame and glory And really put yourself in a position that I'm going to do this because it's who I am at the very core. I'm someone that does the right thing. I'm someone that, you know, I I give my best in all situations, even if nobody's looking, (laughs) even if nobody sees it. What will happen is that confidence, that self-confidence, that trusting in truth, you will have that in spades. No one will be able to take it from you. But what you also won't have, you, what you won't have is a self-importance. And I read something that was talking about silence, that silence is one of the most powerful tools in, in helping yourself to rid yourself of ego. And so I want to, I wanna, you know, read something to you. It says that uh, silence is the great antidote to ego. It teaches us how to step aside and let others have attention. It also teaches us that our actions are often far more important than our words. So, um, you know, if you feel like maybe the ego is starting to creep in like a parasite and take over your gut, I want to offer you this suggestion just go silent. Just go silent. Stop talking and allow other people to take the spotlight, maybe even, maybe even encourage them to take the spotlight, feature them. You know, I've said this uh, a lot of times in my podcast, but if it's, if you need something today, go give it away. So if you're feeling like your ego's bruised, you're not getting what you need here. Here's my suggestion for you. Go silent for your own needs and go give away that recognition. Go give away that encouragement. Go give away that reward to somebody else today and allow God to lead in your life. Allow yourself to be fully dependent on him and knowing that our confidence does not come in our ability, but our confidence comes in our, in what he says in his word about who we are. I hope that this was helpful and beneficial to you today today. Um, and you know, really just scratching the surface on the subject of ego. There's so many more places we can go. I actually am gonna see if I can get my my business partner, my husband to do a podcast with me so we can get his perspective on ego and what he's seen over all his years in the profession and just as a business owner for so many years too. So um, thank you for sticking with me on this. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, if you are a part of the sold out community, the sold out crowd, Please go on to Facebook. Comment. Um, love to hear your comments, your thoughts about ego, what you've seen, what you're dealing with. Um, you can go on the Facebook page and do that. You can do that on our Instagram page. And if you are new to the community, um, you may or may not know that Bobby and I put together almost three hours of free content for you in what we're calling um, a three-part masterclass. And you can access that right now two ways. You can go to BigTimeNetworker.com and all you have to do is put in your email and you'll get instant access to almost three hours of just incredible, incredible information about uh, what's going on today in the economy, how to really make a shift, how to make decisions to, you know, empower yourself and create financial freedom for yourself and your family. You can also go to soldoutentrepreneur.com and uh, you can access the podcast there. You can access Sold Out Entrepreneur, the TV show, and of course, Big Time Networker there. And we would absolutely love to hear your feedback on not only the podcast, but the, uh, the masterclass as well. So thank you so much for joining me and I really can't wait to connect with you. So reach out and uh, make it an amazing week until next time.